some coffee and a chat in the greenhouse. So grab your cup and I'll see you there. Hey again, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, I've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off to say the least. I'm just going to be very frank and blunt with you. This has been a crazy week. Um, if you've been following along at all, this would be the week that we partnered with the cartel. And so now our cold brew is in downtown China Grove. Um, and then also I'm doing all the planning right now for a tour that I've partnered with Brit Nicole to do. So I'll be speaking for that. It's the We Say Yes. If you joined us on our We Say Yes night here on our property, it was absolutely amazing. And so we've We've discussed and decided that the Lord is not done with that. So we are looking at planning a tour. And so all the details are going in this week, but that is not stopping me from speaking with you guys. And it definitely did not stop me from stopping by the coffee shop today to get my caffeine and my fuel for the day. I'm still just like last week's episode, addicted to the Bahama mama It is so good. I'll probably be drinking that one all the way through fall and winter. I don't even know. It's just so good. It's like summer in a cup. It's so refreshing. Um, so moving on now that I'm energized so I can speak with you guys, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? And that is going to be chapter five of my book, which is Unforeseen News. And this is going to be a time in my life when um, we got some unexpected news, obviously, like the chapter, but unexpected things happened where we were trying for a baby and we got some news that kind of altered our life forever from that day forward. And so I'm going to speak through that. But as I do, what I really want you to do is to think about your own life and kind of think, I mean, maybe right now you're in a place that you just had a detour or you're on a journey and you don't know where you're going. It's not anywhere where you thought it was going to be. And those are the moments that I'm at in this chapter of this book. And so I really just want you to kind of think like, what is God going to speak to you and tell you in the detours of your life and maybe even up, upcoming, like you have a plan and the plan's not going to go how you thought it was going to go. And I really want you to pertain these instances to your life and see what God is speaking to you through it. So to get started, I want to read the scripture that I have at the first of the chapter, which is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. I'm pretty sure you've heard that verse, right? I mean, we quote that one a lot. That one in my family has been quoted a lot over the years. And what I've found with a lot of scriptures that I've heard all throughout my life is they're, I don't pertain them to my um, situation that I'm going through because it's like you've heard them before and they just kind of go in one ear and out the other. But I really want you to hear that today because it's so true. It's God knows the plans for our life, right? And ultimately he doesn't declare evil for our lives. He wants a hope and a, and a fulfillment of our future. He wants us to be happy, healthy, following him, spreading his gospel and his word. And when we really let that sink in, you know, our plans and our life become limitless. They really do. It's just, if you really understand the love that God has for us, when you go through a hard time, it allows you to be capable of continuing to have a soft heart and not have your heart hardened through those type of situations. But this phase of my life is when we were trying to conceive a baby and 
we had been to a point where we had been trying for several months. For me, I thought it was going to happen right away. I had friends who had already announced their pregnancies. And, you know, if you were one of those people that got pregnant right away and you don't understand that, I'm sure that you can pertain this to another area of your life. Um, you know, for us, for me, waiting and having infertility situations was a long wait for me. It was a struggle. It was a longing type situation. But for some people, you know, that comes in other things. So what I didn't realize at the time was what was so magnified in looking at them and thinking, oh my gosh, you're pregnant so quickly and that's never going to be obtainable for me was there are things in my life that other people might look and think that'll never be obtainable for them. Right. So whatever is in your life that you feel um, you've had to wait on and other people's haven't, there's also something in their life that they've been waiting on that came quickly for you. So we always need to remember that. So at this stage, it had been several months and I wasn't getting pregnant. So immediately I go to the fact of, OK, something is wrong with me. Right. So I make the appointment at the doctor's office. And I go and see my OBGYN and I remember just thinking with anticipation, her coming in that room, she was going to fix me. She was going to tell me what I was doing wrong because I was charting and every month I was taking all these pregnancy tests and they were all negative. And so when she comes in, I just like right away spill out all the list of things that's going on. And she just stares back at me with like unfazed eyes and is like, okay. Yep. Sounds good. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, eventually you're going to get pregnant. And I was like, what? Wait, no, like I need help here in this situation. This is not working. It's been several months now and I need you to help me. Like this is your job. And she starts to describe that most people, it takes a year to get pregnant and nothing's wrong with them, but you just have to be patient and to not focus on everything that's going on. And in time it will happen and i'm like what like i just came here for this appointment for you to tell me how i can get pregnant and then you're just going to tell me that i have to wait like seven more months to come back and actually get help i just felt so helpless on the drive home that day as i left the office and i felt like it was never gonna happen i was like i'm gonna be so alone and so I just had taken that time and really tried to pray through it. I remember just giving different instances of my life and handing them over to God and just kind of going back to that perfection personality type and being like, okay, what, what is unclean? What are you wanting me to give you? What are you wanting me to trade? I'll, I'll do this. I'll do that. And just kind of thinking and praying and being like, okay, you know, I'll go to church every single Sunday, this sort of thing. If you'll just like, give me this, if you'll just make me be pregnant. And when it didn't happen, I felt very hopeless. So I remember in that few months, well, seven months, really just being like, becoming such a struggle. But I want to share something with you that I realized is that it is essential to acquire endurance from the little battles we face today to better prepare our hearts and minds for the bigger battles we will, will encounter in the future. And what does that mean? That is a quote from my book. It's a quote that I said. And, you know, I reflect on a lot of these <laughs> call outs because it's so true. We don't realize that sometimes we go through little battles because later in the future we're going to go through something bigger and if we never 
have these little hiccups, if you will, call them that. How will we go through the bigger trials? Like, I've had issues with my kids being sick a lot. You know, just going through that feels like so, so helpless. But what if one day, like one of my children was like extremely sick for like a month. And what if they had never had little colds and it just went straight to that? Do you think I would have endurance for that battle? I don't think so. I think it would have been very hard to go through that situation. And so then even with other things, with going through that weight of my first child. So I was ready to give up and throw in the towel at three months when I was trying for Bentley, which is my oldest one. And what I didn't realize is along the way, I was actually acquiring an endurance through that situation that made me a stronger person when I would lose a baby and have to wait three years to conceive. Do you see that? You see the importance of that? I was a stronger person after having two children because there was a five-year gap and we never prevented during that time. So for five years, I was trying for a baby and I was so much stronger in going through that. It didn't seem like it. It was awful. It was a long wait. It was a lot of question, but it wasn't as if the first time I had tried because I had I had obtained that endurance through that. And I want you to I want you to grasp that. That is very important. Like God has a reason for everything. And ultimately it's for our good. Even though we can't see it, the struggles just seem so hard when you go through them. But there's always a purpose in those. And so in saying that we acquire endurance from the little battles we face today to better prepare our hearts and minds for the bigger battles we encounter later. It's not just saying, oh, great, I'm going to go through this little thing now that seems huge. So later my life can just totally be horrible and go through bigger battles. But that's what growing up is about. Don't we tell that to our kids? And if you don't have kids, like apply it to your own life is we say, I know it seems like a big deal today, but I promise one day it won't be. It won't be such a big deal. Um, like I used the scenario before of like the Christmas present of just wanting something, thinking that, that my life was over because that didn't happen. You know, now that seems like not a big deal at all. But in my like five-year-old mind, it was massive. It was huge. And that's how our everyday life is with God. So we need to know that you're acquiring an endurance that cannot be obtained any other way. I have a scripture here, John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And this is saying that no matter what battle we face, the Lord has already overcome it. So no matter how big and magnified it is in your life, He's already overcome it on the cross and when he walked on earth, because when he walked on earth, we think we have this mindset of it was just so easy for him. He was the Lord and he was perfect. That does not mean that it was easy. It, if you think about trying to be perfect in a certain scenario and being surrounded by sin and you're trying to do everything just right, do you know how hard that is? He had those same temptations and probably even worse when he lived on the earth. So he does know how we feel. You know, when we have trials in the world in our daily lives, there's nothing too hard for God. And he wants us to know that he has already overcome the world and every obstacle that resides in it. 
No matter how worked up you get or how bothered or how busy you stay, it doesn't accelerate God's perfect timing. I have that in my book and it's very, very true as far as like we can just get so busy and feel like we're helping God because we're just running around in circles, but ultimately it's helping nothing. We need to just sit back, hand it over to him and whatever trial we face, he is in control of it. So then after I hit that year mark, I go back to the doctor and at that point they're like, okay, you've hit the one year mark. We're going to help you. So when I went to that appointment, I remember her saying, okay, we're going to run a couple of tests on you, make sure everything's okay, but we're going to run some tests on your husband. And that was the point in time when Britton had to have the awkward appointment and have testing done on him. And through that, we actually found out he had had an injury and I've spoken about this in um, other podcasts, but he had had an injury. He was electrocuted through that. It went in through his hand and electricity has to come out at a point. So it blew out through his stomach, but he was electrified all throughout his body. So he had burns and they had told him that he would go through um, extensive recovery process and he would probably see results of that throughout his life and later. What we didn't realize was that he was going to have some suffering through like types of sterilization. So he had damage in that area and through a doctor's appointment, they were like, you know, there is a chance that you may never have children. And that just captivated me. To me, I felt less in control than I ever had before. I felt um, just so helpless. And so I remember asking like, okay, well, what do we do? And they told us that there were some medicines because it wasn't super severe, but that definitely was the answer to what was preventing us. So at that point, but it will worsen over time. So they had put him on some medication and just like that, hearing that news, I was like, oh my gosh, what, what are we going to do? I just truly felt like the possibilities of motherhood were just slipping by every single day. It was just another weight. And I felt like it was something that was never going to be attainable for us. I remember just feeling so helpless and thinking, what can I trade to God so that he will give me this desire of my heart. And when I think back to this time, I really wish that I could go back and tell myself, you know what? You are worthy just the way that you are. Like you're perfectly made without even trying to be perfect. You're called for a purpose. And the heart you have right now unconditionally loves those futuristic babies that you have. And you're already a mother. And that's something I've, I've literally shared with multiple people and saying when they are in that desire for motherhood and they have that question of they don't know that it's coming. I'm like, you're already a mother. And I love telling people that because they're so like, what? No, I'm not. And I'm like, you are because you have a mother's heart. And, you know, I remember growing up saying, um, that's my second mom. And that probably annoyed the crap out of my mom. But I always would say like, yeah, she's a second mom to me. It didn't mean that she was my mom, but it meant that she loved me like she was. And you might have someone in mind like that. And that's the heart that you have when you start trying for a baby. You already have that mother's heart and God can work with that. God can do something with that. And the desire that you have over your futuristic children, I feel like makes you a better mom later of just that wanting them. And what I want you to know is that when you are in that place, there is purpose in the suffering that you're going through. And it is to produce a specific quality in you that just couldn't be obtained without this journey. 
And that's where I say about the endurance. And there's a scripture that I got that from. It's not like I just made it up, but it's Romans 5, um, 3 through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see that? Our endurance produces character. It makes you a person that you could have never been without trials. Endurance makes you stronger. And the sufferings give you that endurance. And that endurance gives you the character that you could have never had if you didn't have that battle that you're facing today. So whatever you're in the waiting for, it's producing a different version of yourself that you would have never had before. And what I want you to know is there's nothing you can do to become worthy of whatever God's gift is towards you. Because he's already called us worthy. He's already called us his own. And once we grasp that, I promise like life is just limitless. When you know and you see yourself the way that God sees you, you can do amazing things for him. Do not give up in this battle that you're going through. If you have some unforeseen news in your life, if you have some things that you're going through that you just didn't see as a part of your journey, allow God to use them to cultivate a new version of yourself. Allow God to instill characteristics in you that could have never been obtained without this journey of endurance, without this journey that you're going through today. So my dear friend, I just really want you to think about the things that we've talked today and just really reflect on that without the suffering, how can we obtain those things that are essential to our future? God's love for us is unconditional. And he sent his son to die for us on the cross. And that is amazing. I mean, can you imagine wanting a child and then having to give that child on a cross to die for all of your enemies, all of the sinful people? Like, I can't imagine that. And that's what Mary went through in watching her son on the cross. And that's what God went through in heaven and watching his son. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. And it's from um, Romans 5. Six through eight. So it continues on from the one that I just read, and it says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. He died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God, He showed us His great love by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And that is so big. It's so big. It would be easy to do something nice for someone who's nice to you. But what is so hard is being nice to those who are unkind to you and are evil to you, right? So I want you to develop the personality that, and the characteristics that God is trying to put in your life and in your path that you can only acquire by the battle you're facing today. Friends, I'm sending so much love with you today, and I hope you reflect on these things that we have talked about and think about What characteristic is God instilling in your life through that unforeseen news? What is He putting in your path that you need to grow from? What endurance do you need to build and obtain from this little battle to better suit the battle you will face in your future? To better help someone even that's going through a harder time than even you've went that you can share your story with. 
I love you guys so much and thank you for tuning in today. And I'll see you next time with a cup of coffee in the greenhouse.